Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Encompassing 11 series, 13 films, hundreds of novels, and 55 years of history, Star Trek is a sci-fi institution that has inspired countless other facets of the sci-fi landscape. Its concepts, quotes, and characters have become institutions of popular culture, and with its renewed popularity on streaming services, it looks like this much-beloved franchise is in no rush to call it a day. However, the same cannot be said for all of its characters, as Trek is no stranger to using death as an indicator of peril or motivation for those left behind. While many of the fatalities over the years have ticked the boxes, any franchise boasting this kind of history has got to drop the ball from time to time. The deaths in question form this list, and are just some of the times when the send-off couldn't have been what the unfortunate victim of the plot device had in mind. With that being said, I'm Bree from Trek Culture, and here are 10 of the most pointless deaths in Star Trek. Number 10. Various Crewmen from TOS's The Changeling Of all the memeable elements of the original series' devices, the doomed redshirt is one of the more enduring. Originally worn by members of the Operation Division, the redshirts were fatally donned by the myriad of security officers of the Enterprise. And these were the exact same crew members who would bite the bullet first when the latest alien foe boarded the ship. This list could be made up entirely of these walking corpses, but for the sheer idiocy of circumstance, the title has to go to the four from the Changeling, who found themselves in the crosshairs of the psychotic Nomad computer. The result of an Earth probe whose programming was corrupted, Nomad believed that all life should be compared to itself as a yardstick of perfection. And of course, unsurprisingly, it came to the conclusion that not a single organic life form fit this criteria. Realizing that the device's primary objective was to indiscriminately eradicate organic life, and that it was only halted in this due to the mistaken belief that Captain Kirk was its creator, Kirk takes the completely logical decision to have it guarded by some very organic security officers. Now, in a twist that not even a pack lid could see coming, the hyper-advanced intelligence realized that it had misheard the suave commanding officer, and it went about murdering its security detail. Among the sea of bodies that the Enterprise had to jettison over the years, these ones must have been a particular embarrassment for the famously act-first-think-later captain. Number 9. Kozak from Deep Space Nine's The House of Quark Deep Space Nine is hailed by many as one of the most underrated of the Star Trek series, due to its use of overarching narratives and morally ambiguous exploration of post-colonialism, military paranoia, and the horrors of war. With so much heavy material in the script, the call would occasionally rise for a very silly episode starring everyone's favorite Ferengi, Quark. Although, even they took one opportunity to open with a touch of manslaughter. Attempting to settle a tab with a drunken Klingon during a particularly abysmal 
night at the bar, Gork ends up enraging his inebriated patron who lunges with a knife at the terrified Ferengi before losing his balance and fatally stabbing himself. A dead Klingon in any situation is never a good omen, even less so when it transpires that said Klingon is the head of a house of some influence within the Klingon Empire, and that the house in question is subject to some quite serious disputes over lineage. Embroiled in the middle, Quark finds himself unwittingly married to the widow Grilka before smart-talking his way out of armed combat and narrowly escaping with his life. The house of Quark comfortably sits in the realm of DS9's daft Ferengi episodes, but Kozak's death doesn't exactly kickstart a gripping narrative like the other on-screen fatalities, and it's unlikely to take him to the halls of Stovacor anytime soon. Despite whatever else happened, it can truly be said that this was not a good day to die. Number 8, Ensign Haskell, TNGs where silence has lease. For a huge portion of its run, the next generation firmly established the power of its monster of the week by throwing security officer Worf at the threat before having him unceremoniously brushed aside with absolutely minimal effort. From time to time, however, said villain could dispense with all pleasantries and just get straight to the murder. In the second season episode where Silence has lease, this unwanted honor falls on the con officer Ensign Haskell. While investigating a void in the Morgana Quadrant, the Enterprise-D is ensnared by an extra-dimensional immortal being known as Nagilam. Having no understanding of corporeal concepts due to their advanced nature, Nagilam decides to hold the ship as a sort of science experiment in an attempt to understand life at a different level. Understandably, as an immortal, the first thing that Nagilam wants to get a look at is the unfamiliar concept of limited existence. Putting it in a less euphemistic tone, Nagilam wanted to watch something die, and this something happened to be the unfortunate Ensign. After Nagilam alluded to its intentions, Haskell grabbed his skull and begins screaming before falling to his station and being pronounced dead on the spot. As a means of establishing the threat involved, it's effective, but as a motivation, curiosity probably won't cut it for Haskell's family. Number 7, Lieutenant Carey, Voyager, Friendship 1. Let's just get this out of the way. Lieutenant Carey does not have a good time in the Delta Quadrant. After the titular Voyager is hurled across the galaxy by the caretaker, the Starfleet and Maquis crew are forced to work together in this unfamiliar corner of space, despite wildly differing perspectives and practices. Nowhere is this more keenly felt than with the conflict between Carrie and the Maquis engineer Belana Torres. After being promoted to acting chief of engineering, Carrie is unceremoniously ousted from his position by the same Torres who antagonized him constantly, including a very un-Starfleet nose-breaking incident. Although the two would eventually reconcile, this was not the end of Carrie's Delta Quadrant nightmare. Once communication is re-established with Starfleet, Voyager is tasked with finding the Friendship One probe that launched centuries earlier, which they track to a desolate wasteland in the grip of a nuclear winter. As part of the away team, Carrie is captured by the planet's inhabitants, who blame the devastation of their world on the technology they've reverse-engineered from Friendship One. Although Captain Janeway manages to negotiate for Carrie's return, he is deliberately shot with a disruptor while energizing, killing him instantly as an example to Janeway. To die in so callous of a fashion is a recurring theme on this list, but for it to happen while undergoing a spot of interstellar tidying up is just downright embarrassing. Although peace and the environment are both restored in the end, for Carrie at least, the titular Friendship One is a probe with a colossal degree of irony. Number 6. Seska, Voyager Basics 
despite its station on the opposite end of the galaxy affording the opportunity for dozens of new villainous species, sometimes you just can't resist a good old-fashioned Cardassian. Infiltrating the Maquis by genetically disguising herself as a Bajoran, Seska manages to get in the good books and dewy eyes of one Commander Chakotay, before her plans of espionage are hurled off-kilter by an impromptu jaunt to the Delta Quadrant. Finding herself having to help both the despised Maquis and the Federation, Seska is exposed before allying herself with the Kazon, Star Trek's participation trophy winners in the Villain Awards. Following a few more appearances with customary Cardassian mustache-twirling villainry, and a pregnancy subplot that kind of works, Seska finally meets her end after capturing Voyager, which is easily retaken thanks to the efforts of only three members of the crew, including a holographic doctor who can't even leave sickbay. After so many cunning and ruthless Cardassian foes across TNG and DS9, seeing Seska perish from a combination of inept underlings and exploding consoles of all things is surely not the sort of death that such a character deserved. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Number five, Lieutenant Commander Arium, Discovery Project Daedalus. Outside of its main cast, Discovery's bridge crew have always been a diverse melting pot of different personalities. And the enigmatic cyborg Arium got her very own backstory episode at the turning point of Season 2. Prior to the series, after a shuttle crash with her husband Steven, Arium received extensive cybernetic enhancements to save her life, turning her into the cyborg who would go on to become a prominent officer aboard the titular ship. Following the download of seemingly infinite data from a mysterious sentient sphere, Discovery becomes the subject of interest for the manipulative AI Control, which has discovered its potential future as an unstoppable being and calculated the sphere data as the best way to achieve this goal. When Arium's cybernetics become infected by a mysterious AI from the 28th century, which is hinted to be a future version of Control itself, she begins downloading sphere data in an attempt to transfer it to Control directly. After the deception is revealed, and despite the pain of losing their friend, Michael Burnham and Nan are forced to tearfully jettison Arium in a brief moment of sentience, before Control
Control could subdue her will completely. In the season and a half leading up to Project Daedalus, Arium was an interesting but ultimately background character, and the sudden elevation to have huge chunks of an entire episode about her made it clear that her clock has started ticking down. The addition of the never 100% explained future AI into an already twisted temporal headache seemed to add an extra layer of convolution to which Arium would ultimately fall victim, and one which the seemingly omniscient control could likely think its way around. Heartbreaking as it is, upon first viewing, it's another narrative gut punch that doesn't really hold up to scrutiny. Number 4. 800 Million Cardassians DS9, What You Leave Behind of all the conflicts embroiling the galaxy across Star Trek's vast canon, the Dominion War is surely one of the bloodiest. Spanning two years and encompassing every major power within the Alpha and Beta Quadrants, the various conflicts, schemes, and sieges lead to countless deaths across hundreds of planets. Although, no one incident could match the brutal massacre during the Battle of Cardassia. In what would be the final conflict of the war, an alliance of Federation, Klingon, and Romulan fleets engaged the Dominion, Cardassians, and Breen forces pushed back to Cardassia after years of open conflict. Meanwhile, on Cardassia, insurgents planned to cripple the Dominion headquarters by sabotaging power plants and communications. The plan is successful, but the retribution is swift. Sensing a change in loyalty from the people of Cardassia, the Dominion orders the complete destruction of a city with 2 million inhabitants to set an example for the rest of the planet. In a spectacular backfire, news of the massacre reaches the Cardassian fleet, who turn on their allies and shift the tides of the decisive battle. Hearing of this latest betrayal, the Dominion founder realizes that all hope is lost and begins orbital bombardment of Cardassia in one final act of spite. After a brutal war where so many died for survival, protection, glory, and honor, the genocide of Cardassia because of a shapeshifter throwing her toys out of the pram was a particularly bleak turn for a series already pushing it on the darker Star Trek department. Number 3. Lieutenant Natasha Yar, TNG, Skin of Evil Although it wouldn't be the last time, Star Trek's first offing of a main cast member was a huge shock to the fandom at the time, and the debate surrounding the legitimacy of Tasha Yar's death in the ensuing decades is one that has inspired some scathing opinions on the fate of Enterprise D's original head of security. Across her brief tenure aboard the ship, Lieutenant Yar had quickly established herself as a fan favorite. Due to her bravery in the face of godlike beings such as Q, martial arts skills, and her troubled backstory alluding to the shadowy failures of the previous Utopian Federation. It was less than a year into Enterprise's voyage, however, that the showrunners decided to write her out in a controversial fashion. Visiting the abandoned planet Vagra 2 on a rescue mission, the away team of Yar, Riker, and Data came across a seemingly sentient pool of black tar. When the pool coalesces into the faceless shape known as Armis, it stands in the team's way and refuses to let them rescue the crashed ship. Yar, displaying her trademark defiance, confronts Armis before being thrown back by an energy blast fatally injuring her. Now behind the scenes, Yar's death was the result of actress Denise Crosby's dissatisfaction with her time on Star Trek, but the manner in which she was written out has inspired a great deal of ire amongst many of her fans. In a further twist of the knife, Armis reveals that he committed the act to see if it would amuse him, but that it didn't and so a promising character met her end at the hands of what amounted to an oily, petulant edgelord. Crosby would return to the character a few times over the years in the guise of alternate timelines and Romulan clones, but we can't help but to wonder what we could have missed had she just made it past season one. 
Number 2. Icheb, Picard's Stardust City Rag The initial announcement for Patrick Stewart's return to his most iconic character got a huge amount of people excited in 2018, not least of which is due to the subsequent trailer's inclusion of familiar faces William Riker, Deanna Troy, and Seven of Nine. Among all these returning stars, it would be another, lesser-known character whose appearance would be altogether more shocking and also too brief. First appearing in Voyager alongside Seven of Nine and other rescued former Borg drones, Icheb joined Voyager's crew for the last two years of their journey, forming a close, familial relationship with his liberated brethren, and Seven in particular. Following the crew's return to the Alpha Quadrant, Icheb took his considerable intellectual gifts and joined Starfleet. It was this decision that would spell his end, however, as a distress signal lured Icheb straight into an ambush where he was mutilated without anesthesia for the Borg technology beneath his skin. Although rescued by Seven during the procedure, his pain proved to be too great and she reluctantly euthanized the closest thing she had to a family to spare him from the suffering. While this tragedy spurs on Seven's character arc in Season 1 of Picard, the decision to bring in a character we had known as a child just to brutalize him was met with dismay by many in the fandom. That Seven would choose to kill someone so close to her in a sci-fi world where people have been saved from death itself on numerous occasions? Well, it all kind of read as nonsensical, and more to develop drama than to actually adhere to the rules of the narrative. Despite all the joy at Picard's return, it's fair to say that the show may have gone one guest star too far. Number 1. Commander Charles Tripp Tucker III, Enterprise, These Are the Voyages Oh boy, this episode. In what is routinely cited as one of the worst episodes of the entire Star Trek canon, and the reason for its 12-year absence from television screens, comes what must be the most pointless death in the entire franchise. He's not dead. Trip can't be dead. Following two seasons of mid to poor quality episodes, Enterprise finally seemed to be hitting a stride with season three, following the crew's strained travels through the Delphic Expanse and continued conflict with the fractured Zindi. Season four seemed to be continuing with this commitment to a grander storytelling before being ruined by a cancellation. Somehow, after all of this improvement, the writers managed to produce a nosedive of an episode that made season one look like Shakespeare. Told in a holodeck simulation by TNG's Commander Riker, the final mission of the Enterprise crew, after years of stopping interstellar war, changes to the timeline, and genetic super soldiers, is to help reoccurring Andorian anti-villain Shran rescue his daughter. Despite the laughably low stakes on display for a series finale, the invasion of the ship by very few kidnappers is somehow all the motivation that Chief Engineer Trip Tucker needs to sacrifice his life to save mildly inconvenienced Captain Archer. While many people rightfully took issue with the show's decision to turn the series finale into a TNG subplot, the real injustice was taking a character who had survived much more perilous situations and choosing such an inconsequential moment to make the sacrifice play. Now, tie-in novels suggest that Riker's holodeck simulation was a forgery and that Tripp's death was faked so that he could work for the clandestine Section 31, but... Even if this is made canon, surely such a powerful organization could have come up with something, anything, a little bit more convincing. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.